yes. All right. Welcome back to the Look Better in Writing podcast, an audio outlet for all things writing and all things grammar. And today is actually a video outlet for all things writing and all things grammar. I am your host, Naila Harvey of nharv.com. And as you can see, I have my very first guest today, Lady A, aka Avery Atkinson. Before we introduce Avery to everyone, or before she sort of like um, says her own spiel, I want to read her <laughs> bio because it's y'all. It's good. Okay, here we go. Avery Lady A Global Atkinson is a thought leader on cultural diversity and empowerment. She is the founder of Passport University, which curates international experiences for first-generation college students attending HBCUs. That's historically black colleges and universities. That's it. Got it. Okay. (laughs) The mission is to empower the next generation of global leaders of color by gifting passports and international service learning experiences. As an HBCU and travel advocate, Lady A speaks on the positive effects and the necessity of Black globalization based on her life abroad as an expat. I'm going to come to that. Um, She has facilitated cultural intelligence workshops and taught classes on diversity and inclusion from a holistic wellness perspective. Her impact has been felt worldwide and inclusive of the Korean Times MBC Korean Television Network, CSU, all of my Cali babies, California State University, Long Beach, Busan University, North Carolina Central University, among many others. Passport University has directly impacted five HBCU campuses and has been highlighted in the SIT We Global Education Conference. Her life's work is securing the future and a seat at the global table for herself and the minority community. Avery, what is up? Hey, 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 you better read, daughter. I'm here for it. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You yes, it's actually- I'm excited for you. Thank you. Why, thank you. Yes, my first guest, all of my YouTube people out there, Avery's my first guest, and rightfully so, because our history is very, very, very divine, but it's actually, or it's even more so very, um, it's very cool. I read that she was an expat and we met each other online on YouTube, honestly, and also yeah. in South Korea where we both were living and teaching at the same time. This is what's interesting. And this is why I have Avery on. It was in South Korea that I personally started my writing journey and taking it seriously. And I don't want to speak for Avery, but I believe it's also where she started her writing journey as well. And it ties into the topic for today. The topic for today is the writing process. Avery, can you talk a little bit about being an expat and how just that time away from the familiar really, really um, started your writing journey? If it did. Excellent question. Excellent question. Um, I, I would like to say, first of all, thank you, YouTube. Shout out to YouTube. Yes. I legit my whole i'm trying to not say the word i want to say but my whole friend i was gonna say best friend but you know i don't want to show you people so anyway (laughs) i met my whole sister from another mama and mister um you know i'm just so 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 thankful i literally could not imagine life without you true story um so shout out to technology for yes um uh but yes so back to your question i you know, honestly, I've been writing my whole life. I am a lifelong writer. My mom keeps everything. And so she whipped out my book at one point. I wanted to be the first ever black country singer. 
Mm-hmm. So I have an old composition book full of like country music songs that I wrote. Um, I have poems that I wrote when I was a kid on my wall. I'm not gonna talk about the first book. We have to talk about that offline. My first volumed book that I was planning on writing, my mother read it and hit the delete button on all 300 pages. Oh, yes, that's when I was in middle school. So I have been a aspiring writer, but for me, it wasn't like, oh, I want to be a writer. It was like, this is my way to get out all these thoughts in my head, whether it be in a song, in a poem, or in a book that I probably should not have been writing because it was way too grown for context. Uh-huh. You fill in the blanks. Uh-huh. So um, I've always been a writer. However, um, you are right in terms of it wasn't until I got to Korea that I felt like my writing was meant for someone other than me. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So previously it was just for me and, you know, except for the songs, obviously. Um, but when I got to Korea, I realized that, especially with the language barrier, um, writing in English would give me a chance to deliver the gospel message and give people the keys to prayer, which is my first book was a, my first published work, um, was uh, Awesome Truths, Confessions of a Believer, uh, which is a prayer journal. And uh, it helped me to speak to people in other languages because they actually use my book to learn English. And wow. so they were able to learn English and learn how to pray and learn about this man named Jesus all at the same time. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. In Korea is when it dawned on me that I could use this thing that was for me to connect with other people and have those words be long lasting. Huh. And you know what? Um, I wasn't going to go this way. I wanted to talk about just writing motivation, but I mm-hmm. feel like I feel this tug to really talk about <laughs> the process. Maybe because I brought up Korea too prematurely. I don't know what it is, but let's get into um, just the process of writing. As a, an English teacher, we both were in a career, we know that the writing process typically consists of five steps. You have, right. I'm gonna read them. You have the pre-writing, that's where is the time to think. You have the drafting, where's the time to actually write. Um, revising, the time to improve your writing. Editing, time to make things correct, hello. And then you have <laughs> publishing. So if we can briefly just talk about um, how you went about these processes and how you sharpened your skills when it comes to this. I know for me, it used to take me forever to just start writing. I would have ideas mm-hmm. on top of ideas on top of ideas. And it's like, sis, when are you going to actually get to the writing part? Right, right. Like, what is your advice for getting out of your head, mm-hmm. um, the ideas, and get th- getting them on paper and actually starting to write from step one to step two, from pre-writing to drafting? Okay, so for me, I actually approach writing like money. And by that, I mean, I have a budget for my money. And a budget simply means a plan. I know we're like, I don't want a budget. But it's literally budget literally means a plan for your money. And so when I'm writing, I say, what is the plan for my book? And then based on that goal I've set, I work through those five those five points of the process, um, but I, I budget time to do that. Ah. So I think one of the things that I realized I was doing, especially with my very first book, um, Awesome Truths, is that um, I was trying to go through the whole process in one sitting, right? I was trying to yep. write and yep. be amazing and edit and edit as I go. And, then, and it was so overwhelming. I already have ADHD, which is clearly my superpower. But as we all know, those capes can get heavy from time <laughs> to time, right? Even superheroes have to take off their cape. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, 
procrastination for people who have ADD and ADHD, procrastination is literally like our security blanket. Um, and it's because under, underneath we're perfectionists. So I don't want to be rejected and I don't want to fail. So if I just keep putting it off, then either A, I have time to get better or B, I don't have to fail at something I didn't do. Right. So it's a subconscious process, but um, that's really what what happened is. So you're absolutely right. Even though I knew, hey, you need to write this book. I mean, there was sign after sign after sign, confirmation after confirmation that I needed to write this book out loud, so to speak, not just for me. Um, uh, But I was so overwhelmed that first year. Oh, my God. I was so overwhelmed. Now, I, I brought up the fact that it took a year because all the books I've written after that and I have plenty of books that are not published yet um, that I have, you know, gotten out of headspace. Um, it, the process goes super fast now, but it's because I had to figure out what worked for me. And for me, I had to budget. So I would say, okay, I'm going to do a month in phase one. I'm going to do a month in phase two. I'm going to do a month in phase three. Um, so it gives me time to, it gives me a set goal, but it gives me time to get these things out of my head and it doesn't feel pressure. So that's definitely one. I definitely budgeted. Um, and going through the process in Korea, I will honestly say, although the process itself is faster because I've done it more than once, um, the actual mental process was easier in Korea because there were less distractions. That's it. I, there were not so many people that spoke English around, right. obviously. So I wasn't, you know, gabbing on the phone. And and, and as you know, technology has just catapulted um, in the past couple of years. In Korea, you know, Skype was like Zoom. <laughs> it was like nothing. And, right. and, and if you really wanted to be serious about it, you had to put some money on your Skype, right? Hello. So it was, it was a lot of things that kept me from calling back home. I wasn't always on the phone back home. I wasn't always, you know, talking to people and hanging out with people and doing these things. Korea really gave me a sense of the freedom of detachment, right? Um, there's a phrase that I, I've been using lately and I've really kind of been pondering and dissecting it is that when phones had cords, life was freer, right? Ooh. The cord was attached to the wall, but we did more things. We had more engagement. We were able to be fully present in spaces. Um, and and it, living in Korea was much like having a phone attached to the wall <laughs> because, um, you know, your, your interaction with people was restricted um because obviously they spoke another language and, and you're fully immersed in that process um or that environment i should say so in, in korea i will say going through the process was easier because there were less distractions i mean i could go off on a tangent about how that changed my life not just with writing but spiritually friendships um internal awareness you know when you silence the voices you can hear the voice and your voice clearer you find your voice when there are less voices talking to you and so when writing I was totally uninhibited. So being able to say, okay, this is what I want to say about prayer. This is what I want to, what I want to put in the book. This is what I want people to take away from the book. This is how I want to walk them up to this experience was super easy because it was like early morning prayer, meditation, right? I mean, it was completely uninterrupted. So um, I, I think that's the main, the, the main thing when you're going through a process, you want to make sure that you silence all distractions. That's good. And I'll stay right there. We're talking about the writing process going from step one to step two. Step one is just the pre-writing. So that's mm-hmm. the time to think. And we're going to step two, which is the drafting time to write. I want to, um, I want to acknowledge your point and also agree with it and say that uninterrupted time is so important. If you can find some type of quiet time, 
wherever you are, even if you um, go to a hotel, you can't do that now, but um, if you find quiet time or a quiet space in your home, mm -hmm. that's great. That's a great environment to write yes. in. If you can steal away for a minute, just go to your car, use your phone, write in Google Docs, mm -hmm. um, something, grab a journal, go to the park or something like that to where you can just have no other distractions, no right. other voices, get those ideas from your head onto laptop paper, wherever um, you're writing. And also, mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a nugget for my book, Quick Plug, How to Write Your First Book, <laughs> Helping Aspire yes. to Overcome <laughs> the Book Writing Hurdle. There is um, a five-step process that I use is my version of the writing process. And step number one is to set a goal. A lot of people don't know what their goals are when writing a book. It's like, you want to only write a book for your website? That's cool. Why are you stressing so much trying to upload it to Amazon? Your goal is to only serve it <laughs> and sell it on your right. website, you know? Right. So setting a goal first really, really helps you lessen the overwhelm, overwhelm and also really um, help you create a budget or an outline for writing your book. So if you're yeah. having a hard time, going from step one to step two in the writing process we're here to tell you find a private place somewhere yeah. for a few minutes a day and then set a goal what is your goal why are you writing this book where do you want to um publish it and then mm -hmm. start writing accordingly you may not need all of the the bells and whistles that an author who publishes on Amazon does if you're only going to publish your book on your website. That's just the facts, guys. Mm -hmm. So, oh, what is your goal? And then write accordingly. So, and I can also, if I can just piggyback off of that, um, you need accountability for yes. writing as well. Like, I, <laughs> you are my accountability partner. <laughs> so, that's always fun. Um, but yeah, like, you need people who will say, hey, what are you doing? Um, you know, I'm currently pursuing my doctorate degree. Um, there is so much writing every day. I'm like, what crack was I smoking and who <laughs> did not slap it out of my hands? Like why? Um, it is so much research. It is so much writing. Um, however, you know, my mom Dukes will shoot me a text and be like, so how's writing going? Right. <laughs> you know, that, that constant accountability, even though clearly there are deadlines, clearly there are goals that, that are set. Um, but just having that outside accountability, um, makes you stick to those goals and stick to that budget that you've set. And it's like, like I said, looking at that book writing process, like a budget, how much am I spending? How much time am I spending? Am I spending more time than I can yeah. afford? You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. that, that accountability will help you do that. I love that analogy. I love that analogy. I hadn't thought of it that way. So that's new for me. That's good. That is good. So yep. now let's, let's take it from step two to step three. So step two, we have the drafting time to write mm -hmm. step three. Let's say you've written everything out. Um, and I am an advocate for just writing. Don't try to edit and write at the same guys at the same time. Like, don't do that. <laughs> You're going to stop your creative juices. You're going to, um, really interrupt your creative flow. Just write. Mm -hmm. Right. Don't worry about punctuation, grammar, all of that. Not yet. Right. So you've gone through the drafting step in that phase. Um, now it's time to revise because it's a process. So there are different steps in the process. What do we do <laughs> when it comes to revising? So revising is when it's time to improve your writing. Um, what is one <laughs> advice that you give for aspiring authors? 
when they are in the revising phase. I'm going to start by saying, this is so simple, guys, lean in. Read what uh -huh. you wrote. <laughs> yes. Read what you wrote. Like it's that, you don't need anybody else. It's that simple. Read what you wrote. That's my advice. What's your advice for those who are like, uh, oh I mean, is there any other advice than that? <laughs> I mean, really? Um, and that, and I have to say, you know, I almost feel like people who don't want to read what they wrote are like walking in rebellion, you know, for the church kids out, shout out to you, church kids. Y'all know we make references to church in everyday life. Honey, you are walking in rebellion, honey, and you need deliverance. Okay. Um, and, and, and I say that because I once too needed deliverance. I hated to reread what I wrote. I hate, when I tell you I hated it because to me, um, it was almost like repeating myself, which is the yeah. second thing I hate. I hate repeating myself. So rereading it felt just ugh, extra and over and so much. But let me tell you what broke me. I started rereading other things like my emails. Okay. I started rereading my tweets. I don't always catch them and doggone it if Twitter don't humble you every time. Um, but and I started rereading my Facebook posts. Thank goodness you can edit there, you know? Um, and I was like, Ooh, because what happens is you could be completely smart and quite articulate and not to toot my own horn, but I've been in some pretty dope spaces and been able to hang with the best of them articulation and communication wise as an orator, I literally get paid to speak. So I'm pretty good at it. Um, but what happens is I cannot pull the word from my brain right now. There is literally a scientific word where when you're reading your brain fills in the blanks. Ah. So what happens is while you're typing, you're look, visually looking at it, thinking of what you want to say, typing, and your brain is filling it in and you never wrote the word. Huh. So when you go back and reread, you're like, uh oh, wait a minute, that's not what I meant. You know, of course there's autocorrect and things like that when you're on Facebook and Twitter, but your brain will fill in the in the blanks, which is why, yes, you should reread your own writing, but then you need to give it to somebody else. Right. I can't tell you how many times people have been like, What did you want to say here? And I'm like, You could not tell me that I did not write write it correctly because my brain had filled it in, mm -hmm. right? So um going back to reread, if you start practicing that again, that budget, if you if you budget little right if, if you know you want to go to the movies at the end of the week okay let me budget let me skip starbucks this day and then i'm gonna take a sandwich from home next day so that i can spend this 18 dollars, so i can have popcorn while i'm at the movie right that same concept you know i'm gonna spend a little time rereading my facebook posts i'm gonna spend a little time rereading my twitter now i'm training my eye to see okay there are certain mistakes that I continually make when writing. There are certain things that, you know, will trip me up. There are certain words. I'm sure you probably have three of them all right on top of your head that trip you up yep. every time. You'll begin to see yourself in how you write. Mm. So then that way, when you're rereading, now when you're on book number two, right, you know what to look for. So, yeah, I would definitely say um, start that revision process small. Oh my gosh. And I know people who refuse to reread. Yes. They just refuse to reread from Facebook posts or whatever. And I'm like, you read dumb, not sound dumb. You read dumb. Like when I'm reading what you wrote, you sound dumb. Like, like that is why would you want to intentionally uh -huh. seem as if you don't have a mastery of the English language. It's the one language you have. I mean, we behind in the States. Most babies speak four or five languages, right? So the one you have, you got one job, right? English well. So yeah, so that, that would be my advice. Um, start small and then, and be in the practice of 
rereading and reading what you wrote. Um, I think also in the revision process, um, try not to, this is hard to do, but I try not to read it like myself. I try to read it like if I'm if I'm writing a book on prayer, for example, I'm just doing that because that's my first book. Um, I later wrote a book on singleness. Uh, let me go there. So I wrote a book on singleness. Shout out to the single people out here winning. Yes, I'm single. So what you find in the local Amazon store or at LadyAglobe.com. Yes. So, <laughs> um, but if I'm writing this book, I then say, okay, I want to read this like a single man. What 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 would they? think about when reading this I want to read this from a married person I know tons of people who are married and in healthy marriages as I'm rereading what as a married person how would I approach this if you try to reread it and revise it from a different perspective you can make sure you are I call it ghost filling where you're filling in context from your personal experience that the reader may not have because sometimes that happens it reads well it's grammatically correct but the context is confusing because they haven't had your experience so in that revision process you want to have a different set of eyes other than just your own on it I love everything you said because it brings us right into the fourth step which is editing and that's when it's time to make things correct and you said something that was very 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 valuable sometimes it can be grammatically correct but it doesn't mean that it is um the development that you wanted to that you wanted it to be it can be off mm-hmm. contextually this is why yeah. we have different types of editors people we have developmental editors we have line editors we have copy editors and then we just have plain proofreaders don't fool yourself into thinking that you only need a proofreader proofreader is mm. the last step of the editing mm-hmm. that's good last step that they're just checking to see okay did you did you cross your t's did you dot your eyes no you probably need help um, with grammar as well. Some people, they need help with outlining the structure of the yes. story. That's a yes. good editor. Yes. So I want you guys to get into the habit of revising for yourself. Revising, that's your part, okay? That's mm-hmm. before you pass it on to the editor. Is it legible? Is it readable? Okay, I don't even know if that's a real word, but can other people read it outside mm-hmm. of you? <laughs> and if it is, then you pass it on to the editor. Please, as a book editor, do not give it to us if you haven't even read over it because there are some um, errors that you can probably probably fix, you can fix before you give it to us. Instead of us mm-hmm. saying, what did you mean here? You can fix that. What did you mean to say yeah. here? I think you meant, no, no, no. Take care of that before you give it to us. And then yes. let's help massage it. Let us help read it um, from another perspective, like you said, that is not yours and then start to critique it and then work on the grammar. So that's... And I think also, mm-hmm. guys, when you're writing, publishing a book, because it's one thing to write for yourself. Yeah. Right? But publishing a book um, is an investment, right? Mm-hmm. And I yes. think we don't consider that. It is an investment. So it's an investment of time, obviously effort, energy, thought processes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is also a monetary investment yeah. in getting your message immortalized. Right. That's what you're doing when when you publish a book. Um, I cannot tell you how many guests I've had on shows or whatever, and I'm perusing through their book just so that I have content to ask them about. And I'm like, right. <laughs> You didn't know anybody who knew how to write. You, you knew nobody, right? If you're going to write and put out a book, if you are going to publish a work, this is more like every time someone types your name, this is what's going to come up, right? Ooh. Like after you're dead and gone, this is going to be tucked on somebody's show. Mm-hmm. 
invest in your immortality what does that mean get an editor not just a proofreader as naila just explained put that budget i'm budgeting my time to go through this process but i'm also budgeting my money so that when i get to the end i'm able to make that final investment i budgeted as need be in my regular life so that in my writing career i put my best foot forward there aren't grammatical errors the context makes sense. The creative writing flows. Right. Um, you can have beautifully written hodgepodge. I don't know what you're talking about because one paragraph, we were in Paris, and the next paragraph with no transition, right. we flash back to your fifth grade gym teacher. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Beautifully written, right? Mm-hmm. So um, make that. be willing to make that investment. Pay Naila. She knows what she's doing. Pay her. Don't, don't scrabble her on your coins because what she's going to do is she's going to give back to you something that for generations to come will make an impact if you market it correctly. And, you know, we can talk about there's other things to do, but yes, she's giving you something that is literally gold. Like you could literally bury it. It will grow. There will be a harvest and it will increase in value if you approach it and maintain it correctly. So you want to make sure that you are you know, your, your book is an investment. And I don't think that people approach it like that. I think people think of a book as a way to get money, not, a, not something to invest into. Right. Ooh. Right. So, um, that would be something I, I would definitely like when you get to that editing process, you need to come with some money, <laughs> approach it with some money, <laughs> some websites, money. If Hello. you're in Korea, one. If you're in Japan, yen. Come on. I mean, I can go through all the places that I've lived. Money is what you need. Where's Cardi B? Money. <laughs> and that's that on that. But yeah, you know what? I'm glad you talked about that because um, I want to bring up the fact of just collaboration. Mm. While we go into the last step of the writing process, I'm going to re-attract it for you. Retract? Is that the word I'm looking for? Let's go with it. Recap? <laughs> I think you want to recap. Recap. Uh-huh. We're going to recap, retrace. We, you know, I mean, whatever. We win it. <laughs> We're going to recap. So we're talking about the writing process. Um, mm-hmm. Five steps. First step is pre-writing. That's the time to think. Um, what do you want to say? What's your budget? The analogy that we've been using. Drafting. Time to write. Are your thoughts organized? Revising is the third step. And that's the time to improve your writing. Um, have you read what you wrote? Have you? Um, the fourth <laughs> step is editing. That's the time to make things correct. And I'm looking on my computer, YouTube. And then the last step, publishing. Here we are. Time to share. I talked about uh-huh. this a little bit in the beginning because that was a part of setting a goal, but it all comes full circle if you do things, you know, strategically. So uh-huh. this is where I want Avery to really talk about what she does and how we work together. My expertise is to help you get your book written. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm helping you uh, get those ideas from your head. Like I've said throughout this YouTube, throughout this podcast, I'm helping you get the ideas from your head and onto paper, pen, whatever your platform is, whatever your medium is. But there is another step, guys. You actually have to publish the book and you have to share. (laughs) Share includes marketing and promotion. Nobody's Mm -hmm. going to buy your book if they don't know about it. Oh, that's so true. (laughs) Avery closes out by saying, um, (laughs) are giving advice. Oh, Jesus. Um, on the publishing process, 
as it pertains to marketing and promotion and encourage the aspiring authors out there and writers who feel like it's one and done after you hit publish. And then also let us know or let the writers out there know what to do to um, get to that next level. Right. Um, and you might have to repeat that last one um, just because my brain. It's like, okay. <laughs> you know, this is a, this is a hard thing. So it's, it's not hard. People make it hard as we've been using it, or I've been using this analogy this whole time um, about budgeting. Right. And so we've made the investment. So now that we made the investment, we have ROI return on investment. That means if I put in $50, there's an expectation to get at least a hundred dollars back right. because I put in 50. What matter of fact, at least the 50 back. Right? I want to at least get back. What I put back. In. And if I pull back some more, that's awesome. We call that ROI return on investment. And, and that's in the business world. That's anywhere. ROI. Um, it should be the same for your book. You don't want to invest in seeing Naila, who is a gem and an amazing genius. I was going to say beast, but I'm trying to get away from saying that. Um, at what she does, true story. Um, and then you don't have any return on right. your investment. Naila, I hope she is selling her services for six figures because it's worth that. Mm -hmm. You don't want to put in six figures and you've made no figures back. Well, if you don't market, if you don't publish, if you don't take that last step, then you're not going to get a return on your investment. And that's where I come in. Um, you want to make sure that in this budget plan, your last investment, your last big investment is going to give your biggest return on investment. The biggest part of this is marketing. You have to market your book. I, when I'm dealing with clients who want to write books, I definitely send them to Naila for the editing portion. She's an amazing book coach. She's just awesome at what she does. I'm on the creative side. I can help you get that idea and figure out how you want to say what you want to say, but saying it correctly so that we know what you're talking about. That's all not all day long. Right. And I also don't have patience. <laughs> but um, the marketing part though, this is what I tell my clients. It is like birthing a baby. Okay. The book writing process, you're taking your vitamins, you're going to your checkup. That would be going to see Dr. Nye. You're going to see Dr. Nye. She's like, oh, your baby's turning, it's growing, the heartbeat's working. Yes. Okay. Now, this is what I want you to do. I want you to increase your veggies because the baby's blood pressure is a little bit low so we can fix it. Right. So you've gone through the specialist, you've gone to your Lamaze clash, you're ready to push this book out. Yes. It's time to birth the book mm -hmm. and you've got nobody to drive you you've got nobody to meet you at the hospital you don't know which doctor you're going to see because nice job is the OBGYN. if you all know OBGYNs don't deliver babies they're in the room but they don't deliver babies yep you only have an OBGYN. you don't have a, a primary practitioner what's gonna you about to get this birth in your in your hallway <laughs> like because you have not done what was necessary to push this baby out Marketing is like having a baby shower. It is having someone to drive you. It is having someone to meet you at the hospital and hold your hand while you squeeze because there are going to be times where you want to quit. Trust me. There are going to be times where you want to quit. And that person will squeeze your hand and say, no, keep pushing. You can get this out. And once the baby is born, how are you going to get home? You need a baby carriage. You need pampers when you get home. You need food. You need money to pay this baby, right? This is where marketing 
comes into play. The book is the baby, but all the things around it so that the baby grows, so that it's nurtured, so eventually it runs and stands on its own because that should be your end goal. Your end goal should be a book that is running and functioning on its own. If you were to drop it tomorrow, your children can still eat off of that book. That should be your end goal, right? So um, your marketing and your branding of your book, because marketing and branding are two different things. That's a different show for a different day, but your marketing and branding should work hand in hand after this book is birthed to carry it to the next level to grow and nurture the baby so if you just write your book and put online hey i wrote a book guys come check it out you your mama and maybe your best friend that's it and if you got a baby that's it you're not gonna make any return on that investment Mm -hmm. but you want people who don't know you to read your book mm-hmm. i am still my first book was uh, again my first published book um was awesome truths confessions of a believer i am still getting inboxes today from people i do not know whose lives have been changed now for and when me did you publish that book when oh gosh uh 2014 2014 and it's 20- so yes yeah, it's 2020. And I've published a couple books since then. Um, I I find out and I hear from people who have printed out my book on singleness and they print it out, highlight it. I mean, they it's like a Bible <laughs> that they're going through their single journey with. Here's the thing. My end goal has always been, I want my words to outlive me, right? That has always been my goal. And so when I market it, I don't just market it to my friends on Facebook. I market it to Instagram. I figure out, okay, what is my hashtag? Who is my niche market? Who is my book avatar? Which means what does a person look like who gets my book? There's nothing worse than when I'm talking to a client and I'm like, okay, who's your book for? And they're like, everyone. And I'm like, no, mm-mm. That's we got to go back to the drawing board because that ain't it sis mm-hmm. and sir that that's not it mm-hmm. so um so yeah that is in a nutshell um when you are ready to publish you are not ready to publish until you're ready to market Ooh. And on that note, we are going to close. Um, thank you so much, Avery, for joining sure. us today. Thank you for having me. Yes, you have been an awesome very first guest. Um, I don't know that I want any other guest, but you know. <laughs> I mean, you set the standard. It's like, who else am I going to get? So thank you. I really appreciate it. And I'm definitely going to have you back on because I'm going to get into marketing and branding. You brought that up. And also get into some strategies about just staying motivated while working from home. It's a very interesting time that we're in. We all know the time that we're in. And I know that a lot of you, you may have extra time physically, but the motivation is not there. So we, we really right. want to tap into that. So I'm going to ask Avery right now if she would be willing to come back on the Look Better and Write Writing podcast and also the In Harv YouTube channel. Don't, don't say you know anything. Fine. You know, I'm going to answer you and then I, I'm going to answer you in our version of Pig Latin. Anything always. Ha! Yes! <laughs> So I am excited, as you can tell, that we're going to get this ball rolling. I'm, I am very excited. Seriously, I'm very excited to help you out there. Those who have been in my inbox, those who have um, supported the Look Better in Writing podcast, those who have supported and subscribed to the YouTube channel, I appreciate you. And more than anything, I am, I am honored to serve you. I'm honored to help you get your words out there because, as Avery mentioned, um, you want your words to live outside of you you want your words to live past you so we are definitely in this thing together 
We're Aww. in this thing together. And yeah, before we officially get out of here, Avery, if you can mm -hmm. close out and leave any words that you want to to the people, as well as let people know where they can um, find you and get into your services because hello, a lot of you guys may have books, but you need to get them marketed and promoted in this season. Absolutely. Let me tell you how I'm an all the way church kid because I promise you I thought you about to say it closes out in prayer. And I was like, <laughs> um, let us bow our heads. <laughs> I was ready. I was I was so ready. Um, yes, so thank you again for having me and shout out to everyone who's writing a book. Listen, this is not a easy undertaking. So shout out to you. Yes. You're already winning. If you've made the commitment to say you're gonna try. You, you're already one. Just yep. keep trying. Eventually, you'll have a book and a baby, and it will be awesome. Yeah. So shout outs to you all for um, tuning in and taking this time to invest in yourself, in your ear gates, and visually um, on, your, on your book writing journey. So again, um, my name is Avery, Lady A, aka Lady A Global. Um, I am your favorite purpose pilot. I help you to manifest your vision and add some prosperity to your purpose. Um, so yes, you can find me, Lady A Global, across all social media, at Lady A on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, just type in uh, Lady A Global, it will pop up. Um, also, if you want to email me directly, it's Lady A at LadyAGlobal.com. Um, you are definitely welcome to send me questions. I am a consultant. I'm a creative consultant by trade, which simply means that I help you, again, harness that energy, harness that creativity, and make it make sense for other people, right? We can have ideas ourselves, but if they're not able to be grasped by other people, then they're not going to want to buy into it. They're not going to want to pay into it, right? So um, that is what I would love to do for you all, whoever reaches out. Um, we might have to do a tag team special here for you guys who are working with Ayla to write a book yeah. but you want to yeah. work on your brands and work on your marketing I definitely okay. want to help you do that um so Naya and I will talk offline about how to get that to you but yeah I would totally love to help you build that brand like we talked about you need a support system you need marketing and as I said if you're not ready to market you're not ready to publish so I would love to help you get ready to market your book so that, that again your book outlives you and that your words have immortality in by way of writing yes so guys i will leave all of avery's links um in the description of the podcast as well as the youtube video and we will catch you guys hopefully next week everybody yeah. be safe and always 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 remember to look better in writing all right bye guys bye